Hey everyone, welcome to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. The Pittsburgh Steelers are, of course, now about a week into camp. Uh, pads have been on the last couple of days. They've been over at Heinz Field. Um, fans have uh, been able to get into the stadium. And, and granted, if you've been to Latrobe and St. Vincent College before, you you know what that experience is like. And this one is definitely different. Um, and uh, there's there's definitely some different things going on uh, with it as compared to years previous because of the pandemic, everything else. But be that as it may, we still have plenty to talk about. And uh, really, really glad to have uh, Rick Holman back with us tonight. Rick is, uh, of course, the Steelers fan Hall of Famer in the inaugural class to go into the Hall of Fame. And uh, we are very pleased to have him and uh, be able to call him a friend of the show here. Rick, how are you doing tonight? Hey, doing great, guys. Thanks for having me back on and uh, just enjoying summer and hanging out with the family until school starts and, you know, dreading yeah. the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I can relate, Rick. I can relate. Uh, I, I don't need to say anymore. Um, right, right. Yeah. So, so uh, you you were in Heinz today and uh, had the family with you and and uh, when now when's the last time you were uh, were there because I, I know you were there um, during the regular season when they were still allowing yep. people in so what was what was the last game you were at uh, the last one that they allowed us because they shut it down for the playoff Browns that's game, right which, uh, I you know yeah should be glad you weren't there anyway, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was it. So I'm okay. going back today. I, you know, I was trying to pay attention yesterday a little bit, went back today with the family and, you know, had, had the kids there and yeah, my, my little Julia got stung by a bee. So I was oh, trying to geez. pay attention in there, <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good, uh, young guys and a couple stuck out and, you mm-hmm. know, and, but yeah, the guys, the guys are all fired up, and it's it's cool to get all the sounds, and you know you're that close, and you hear Coach T, you know, screaming, and yeah, uh, it, it's fun. Do you, Rick? Do you hear better inside Heinz Field than you do on the fields in Latrobe? Can, can you hear the coaches I, a little bit better? Yeah, I mean, it really it just echoes through there, and, and right. everyone's pretty quiet because that you know everyone's just trying to listen to the players and the coaches and. And yeah, you get that. Uh, it's that's a good experience. I mean, it's funny. I, I turn to you know my son. I'm like, oh, did you hear? Did you hear Coach Tomlin? And he's like, yeah. He just start repeating what he said. So right. it, you're that close, and you can hear every word. That's awesome. You know, there's a few choice words. Oh out, sure. But, uh, oh sure. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, it's really cool. What uh, so so uh, you've been there the last two days? Uh, is there is there one or two guys just that immediately if somebody says to you, "Hey, who you who you saw that really popped?" I mean, is there a couple of guys that come to mind immediately? I'm I mean the big names, uh, Ben uh, Claypool connection. I mean there was a battle today that stuck out early on with you know he caught one over Cam Sutton and I mm-hmm. mean they were giving it to each other hard and and he just snatched the ball right right through you know it, yeah Cam's hands are up in his face and he just ripped the ball out touchdown in the corner and and uh I mean that one stuck out Ben just looks sharp I mean Mason was throwing some nice balls too he threw a pick mm-hmm. over the middle I texted you that and I said, right, <laughs> here we go, you know? <laughs> but uh 
No, other than that, young guys that uh, 84 Rico Bussy, he was out there zooming and you know catching a lot of a lot of passes too. You know, you get all these guys down the chart, rookies and yes. and uh, I don't know um, McFarland. It seemed like he was just flying out there today too. So you know, young guys, a couple that have been there, you know, a few years, but um, you know they were just in helmets today too. So. But oh, that's that's right. I forgot. And, yeah. yeah. I but, forgot uh, that he, defense, uh, man, they were they were fired up when they shut down, you know, the goal line uh drill two minute offense there and you know, Coach Tomlin screaming, No timeouts, no timeouts and they you know, the the entire defensive sideline just jumped up in the air when they stuffed them. So it was it was kinda cool. It's I mean, it's it's great. I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're a couple of days into to like serious camp and stuff, and and of course they got the Hall of Fame game coming up next week. But it right. it sure seems like there is already a lot of uh, intensity, fire, uh, enthusiasm. I mean, it sounds like you were picking up on that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I I just figured, you know, you're going through the motions and doing your stretches and you're running a few things here and there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it looked like they were really getting into it. And, you know, teamwork and camaraderie, it, it, it was nice. I, I, I enjoyed it. Good deal. And, uh, Ben, feel free to jump in. I totally uh, ignored you. <laughs> no, that's fine. Totally ignored you at the opening. Sorry, Ben. Because you deserve no worries, to be ignored man. anyway. Uh, no worries but- at all. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, and, and and just for the record, uh, did you find something to drink, Ben? Yeah, uh, <laughs> nice little bourbon from Calumet Farms in Kentucky. Oh, very nice. They do okay. a nice job. All right, I, I have a. Uh, it's called Old Hell Roaring. Uh, it's a, uh, a bourbon out of uh, Wisconsin. You know, everybody when you hear bourbon, you think Wisconsin. Uh, of course. So yeah, no, <laughs> it's right up Never. there with cheese. Cheese, uh, yeah. yeah, cheese yeah. and and well, like yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick, you you drinking anything tonight, or are you taking it easy? Oh, you know, it's you go to your local uh, Pennsylvania fine wine and good spirits and get yourself a bottle of Bradshaw bourbon and love it. There you go, <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, so it's you delicious. sent me you, you sent me a text uh, today with a photo uh, there at Heinz, and uh, the uh, the the comment was about Mason just threw a pick, and no sooner had I received that than Brooke Pryor was talking about. I I think it was Trey Norwood, the rookie from Oklahoma, that that picked him off, and yeah, um, you know, I, I mean, was it just one of those things? He made a good play, or was it like, oh god, no, it Mason, was just what a floater over. It was a floater over the middle. So as soon as I <laughs> like, here here we go, but. I mean, other than that, he looked okay, but there were some times, I mean, he was running for his life, and it, it, okay. didn't, it didn't seem like that when, you know, uh, Haskins and Ben, they looked, they looked good. I mean, Haskins overthrew a few times, and mm-hmm. uh, other than that, you know, short out route, things like that, I mean, he was pretty sharp. What is, uh, what's Haskins' arm like in person? Because we, we hear it's a big arm. And and sometimes you you often have to just sit there and, and watch in person to really get a, a feel for it. Is he has he got a pretty yeah. good arm? I mean, looked like a nice fastball coming out of there, but you know, yeah. like I said, deep ball maybe wasn't quite on the money. But I mean, Ben threw. I mean, I want to say five deep balls. They were just dropping perfectly in there. I mean, inside mm-hmm. the guys were coming down with it nice. I mean, Ben looked great. And that's you know, good. I'm a Homer, Homer Yenzer, but I mean, it, of course, it looks good. Yeah, no, I, I, 
yeah, but at the same time, I you, you'd be honest. So um, yep. no question about it. We we love hearing that he looks good. Um, what uh, there's a lot of scuttlebutt uh, about Fryermuth catching everything in sight. Tomlin messing yeah. with him. Hey, you know you got to got to block too. You know what? Did you get a chance to watch him at all? Yeah, he he made a nice one down the sideline, and everybody kind of they, they yelled the moose. You know, they so I guess mm-hmm. that's his, uh, that's going to be his cheer, but. Uh, yeah, he looked good. He was coming down with them. I mean, some tough catches, you know, fingertip catches, things like that. But it looked good. Excellent. Yeah, he. You know, I, Ben. I'll ask you this. You know, I think we all know that Eric Ebron is not exactly a, a very consistent and competent blocker. No. Um, is is it possible that Fryermuth could be a starter at some point this year? Uh, I think. He will be in name. I, look, they're going to run more 12 personnel, okay? They've yeah, got the bodies yep. now to do that. So my guess is they're they're probably just going to do more of that because they can, and it's a real mm-hmm. versatile set to run from, especially when you've got a guy like Ebron that you can split out into the slot and create instant mismatches. I mean – you put a slot corner on him, mismatch. You put a linebacker on him, mismatch. And if you don't ask him to block, he's going to be scary because he's going to get open a lot. Yeah. Um, if he can just get past, you know, the dropsies, he'll be great. Um, that did, did you happen to see anything, Rick, about guys dropping passes? Because somebody tweeted – a picture of of a ball it looked like a fastball coming in about eight feet high uh Deontay Johnson yesterday and somebody called it a drop I, I mean I I, I saw it I, yeah I, people no. you know I, I yeah I mean give the kid a little bit of a break here I mean he can't catch everything um right but no he he made a couple of nice catches today so I saw the same I saw the same thing I'm like come on you know they're just waiting to rip him oh, you know at any chance this yeah. this is why you practice is to right. is to work these things out to right. to make sure that the depth on your routes is where it's supposed to be. That looked to me like it was either a route that he didn't mm-hmm. run quite deep mm-hmm. enough, like he ran one yard short, Agree. or it was an overthrow. I can't right. say which. It might have been both, but the passing game is like a dance. It's not as simple as just pitching it out there. They're throwing it to a spot. And the right. receiver's got to be there. And if they don't throw it to the right spot and the receiver goes to the right spot, obviously mm-hmm. the ball doesn't get there. And if they throw they throw it to the right spot and the receiver doesn't get there, then obviously you don't have a reception either. So that's why they practice. These kinds of things, especially early in camp, why do people make a big deal out of them? They, they're, this is why they practice, to, to iron right. things like this out. Yep. I think th- there's almost like this preconceived notion that that they come into to training camp uh, you know, supposedly they're they're going to be at 100% accuracy, 100% this, 100% that. I mean, I mean, yeah, okay, they had OTAs, they had they had some stuff in the off season, but this is you're exactly right, Ben. This is why you practice. Yes. Um, I mean, can can you imagine, uh, you know, Mount Lebanon High School uh, showing up on their very first day of practice and and the whole town expecting every pass to be completed and every ball to be handed off perfectly. And I mean, it's just not realistic. You know, they're no, even I, the pros I, are going to have mistakes. I completely agree. And you know, I don't think that people realize how much precision goes into the passing game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The quarterback isn't throwing at an open receiver. Well, 
Mason apparently needs to, but um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but you know, even, okay. Even Mason is throwing to a spot. He's anticipating a spot. Sure. He just frequently is inaccurate. Um, but this isn't, you know, the receiver and the quarterback have to see the same thing on in the coverage mm-hmm. and the receiver has to go to the right place and the quarterback has to throw it in the right spot. And it's just not as simple as they talk about it in the huddle and draw it up in the dirt and go out and do it. It doesn't work like that. No. And I, I don't think people realize how difficult that is. Well, and, and it, it also leads me to the Hall of Fame game coming up. I, I mean, you you can already hear the comments, see the tweets, people bitching about, oh, that was such a horrible <laughs> performance by this guy or what a bad play. My goodness, relax. Right. It's, you know, it, yeah. And, and I mean, yes, I, I would love to see them play well, but it's all about being healthy right now. It's about getting the timing and, oh, God, it's just awful uh rick did uh did you get a chance to see devin bush at all uh a little i mean he he got beat a couple times one for a touchdown today and then um but he also made another stop too so i mean a little bit of both i I didn't catch too much but uh i mean everyone knows the touchdown that you know was on his watch i guess but right right yeah, yeah, but but as far as you're concerned, he doesn't. I mean, no, he looks look great. Be, he's moving. Yeah. He's he looks great. Yeah, okay, hundred percent back. I, I, you couldn't tell any difference. Awesome. Um, now, for everybody that doesn't know Rick's story, Rick uh, has never missed a game uh, at Heinz Field, and um, I, I know frequently you you take trips every once in a while to go see the Steelers yeah. on the road. Any trips coming up this year for you? Uh, well, I'm going, you know, all next week for Hall of Fame week to the game and yep. the uh, enshrinement, and I've got a couple of events going on, and um, so I'll be out there, and then I'm kind of eyeballing Lambo this year, ah. so I think that's the one I got to go to. I, you know, I, I try to hit one, and I think that's going to be the one. I, uh, I, I'll just, I mean, it was. The time I went, it was three days before Christmas. It was 28 degrees. It was snowing. It was a late Sunday start. I want to say like three o'clock kickoff in Wisconsin. The greatest football environment I have ever been in. And of course, we we won that game. It was a shootout. It was crazy. Um, but I, you're going to love it. I, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, sat, I sat down with with uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, big Packer fans, and this old lady taps me on the shoulder. And she, I turn, and she's just decked out in green and gold. And she says, is this your first time at Lambeau? And I said, you know, yes, it is. And, and uh, she says, well, she says, welcome. We hope you have a wonderful time. It's a great place to be. And I just want you to know we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> And I oh, kind of was God. caught off guard and she just yeah. kind of smiled and winked and, and she, what a neat lady. And there was a whole bunch of people around us. And of course you, you you've been to enough games, obviously that you, oh, yeah. you're around a lot of different people, <laughs> uh, in, in game situations. And, um, I can only speak for myself, but when we were there, we just had some great people around us. So I, I hope if you get a chance to get up to Lambeau that, you get that same experience too, because it's, it really is a great place to be. It's the weirdest thing. You just, 
you go yeah. into the middle of this neighborhood. I mean, it looks like any other neighborhood in America, and all of a sudden wow. there's a football stadium right in the middle of the neighborhood. It's just sitting there. And yeah, and, Buffalo's and sort of like that too. Yes, it is. Nowhere. Yes, if you've yep. been there, yeah. Yep, Orchard Park. Yep, um, very similar to that. Uh, so yeah, well, hey, if you get up there, no, have a good time. Um, any anything else you saw in, in camp before we let you go? And any any good uh, stories the last couple of days? Uh, I mean, I just like I said, I, I really don't have too many negative things to say. You know, yeah, that's great. Super early, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. So uh, you you can go in every day and just watch. And like I said. Well, I noticed the defense. I mean, they just, it, it seems like they were, they were just together and excited. Like I mm-hmm. said, when they made that stop, they just all jumped up in unison. And it was, yeah. it was kind of cool. They were fired up. So, I, you know, I'm excited for the defense, especially a couple new guys in there. I noticed uh, TJ and uh, Ingram, they were just talking the whole time, you know, uh, uh-huh. practicing kind of moves on the side by themselves and you know, going through a lot of things. So I'm excited to see those guys. Oh, for sure. And, uh, and, and Highsmith's the last two days, he's had a real good uh, practice report from what everybody's been saying. And of course, Tomlin yeah, and his, you know, Tomlin, and I love this about him, you know, he'll say, yes, he's doing great. But then he also says, hey, don't forget, he's going up against young guys or inexperienced right. guys. He always brings in that levity a little bit, which I love. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than the alternative that you could be hearing. But um yeah, yeah no, that's sure. that's great. And did I also hear they were not serving beer there either? They they were not, and okay. not that I even checked. I had the whole family, like I said. But, uh, <laughs> no, they, that I, is tragic. That is really <laughs> that is absolutely tragic. Well, they wouldn't serve they, beer at St. Vincent. Well, yeah, that's different. It's St. Vincent. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, save your twelve dollars uh, for an Iron City, and uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, yeah. Oh, let man. me know if you guys need anything uh, in Canton. I'll be there, you know, hanging out. If you need any uh, anything, just let me know. Well, hey, real quick. Yeah, I know you do a lot of different events and stuff since you were enshrined. Uh, is yeah. that something that they kind of told you? when you went in like, Hey, you know, Rick, we're going to need you to be at certain things. Was that part of the deal? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of understood. Like for me, it's, you know, they said the same thing. You're part of the family forever. I mean, when your, your face goes in bronze on the wall, I mean, yeah. you're locked in. So you represent more than yourself and, you know, just try to, I've been doing the, uh, vets program of pittsburgh trying to collect for homeless vets cash mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. donations and food and i do all those throughout the year we have the big push with ford in november so i'm just you know i continuously do that and tr- just try to help out you know pay it forward and like i said you represent the steelers in the hall and yeah you know, through ford and all that stuff so yeah it's uh kind of one of those things that's understood you got to got to show up when when you're needed you know yeah let, let us know when you get into november about that because we'd be happy to to help out on the site try to raise some money and stuff awesome yeah um, great Thank obviously you yeah of course obviously it's a great cause so um yeah and and you know uh, hall of fame weekend is always a great time there in Canton. so um i'm sure you'll have a good time and right before i let you go i, I haven't really had a chance to ask you this but you had a lot of TV time at the NFL draft in the spring. Um, did did <laughs> I, you know I, that was going to happen? No, I may have gotten yelled at a few times for that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, every time a pick was made, I was 
it, I mean, I was actually too close. I was behind the stage in the pit. Right. So it was, right. you know, if you saw me waving the towel, I'd, well, it wasn't even the towel. It was that huge, terrible towel, beach towel. Yep. So yep. I had to make sure I was whipping it for everybody. Like, you got to represent in Cleveland. They were booing me. I mean, it was it was fun. But, uh, no, it was kind of cool. I just happened to luck out and be in the right spot. And, oh, man. My my son was hilarious. It was like every time there was a pick, hey, Dad, there's Rick. Hey, Dad, there's Rick. Hey, Dad, there's Rick. <laughs> Oh yeah, my, I had to turn my phone off. It was just everyone was saying, "Yeah, I'm like, I know I have to be." But that's true. I didn't I was, even think of that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Fun. That's great, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, and uh, you know, we, yep, thanks, we know man. you're you're gonna enjoy the season as you always do, and oh uh, yeah, you know, say hi to the family and everything. But uh, we will uh, we will be in touch during the season for sure, my man. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks, guys. See you later. Okay, thanks, thanks Rick. Rick. Have a good night. Bye-bye. You too. See ya. Okay, uh, Ben, um, you you were we were talking some stuff on our message uh, app today and yesterday, just about some things we've been hearing um, going on at camp and stuff and 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 whatnot. But um, uh, are are there any position battles brewing that? maybe we didn't see coming or are they pretty much all the ones we thought we would see at this point? Uh, no, not really. Mm-hmm. At least not yet. I mean, it's early. So, oh, yeah. you know, I don't expect to really know the answer to that question yet, but to this point, no, I don't, I don't really see anything drastic coming. Um, my understanding is the tackles, the backup tackles, Mm-hmm. are uh not performing great um you know as rick alluded to earlier today mason rudolph was running from his life um yeah. and that that doesn't speak well to the depth at that position um that bothers me but you know we talked about that the last time i'm not going to mm-hmm. revisit it um mm-hmm. the the uncertainty at the nickel position bothers me mm-hmm. doesn't seem to bother tomlin as much which i you know it's probably a good sign um yeah Daryl austin hasn't been able to speak yet um i, I want to know how he feels about it uh but uh yeah i mean basically they're they're turning to an un, you know to a late late round draft pick and who has 27 snaps mm-hmm. got cut last year didn't even make the team um and you know it's it's not exactly encouraging okay that that's all um i guess we'll see what happens here um and it it may not be him who wins it we'll see what happens you're talking about um brooks right yeah antoine brooks yeah yeah does he i mean when you look at his his overall uh physical statistics he doesn't strike me as a nickel corner type of guy no he's a small linebacker i mean yeah he's thick yeah um which you know okay that kind of makes sense from the standpoint that he you've got to be a good tackler to play that position you have to be that was one of the reasons that um uh willie played for so long no willie played for so long no you're right you know, he, he, he was a good tackler. He was their best tackler at corner, and they mm-hmm. liked having him in there for that reason. 
But now, you know, you've got him and Arthur Millette. Uh, Millette is a fan favorite so far, but I'm not hearing that he's like blowing Brooks out of the water yet. No, and he's a similar body type too. He's a big, thick guy. He's a thicker guy, but he's played inside and outside a corner. A little more experience. You know, yeah. where where Brooks has played more like dimebacker mm-hmm. and strong safety. Right. You know, he's more of an in-the-box guy. He's not a cover guy. And and it, it may, may, may very well be that what they're going to do is bring in an outside corner on obvious passing downs and move Cameron Sutton into the slot and and pull either Brooks or Millette off the field. Uh-huh. Like like they used to do with Hilton. Yes. Um, so you know, we'll see there. I'm I'm a little concerned. Um, James Pierre seems to be having a good camp so far. Still, yep. again, it's it's very, very early. Yep. Um I feel okay-ish about Robert Splane and Devin Bush inside. I don't feel great about the lack of depth at inside mm-hmm. linebacker now because Vince Williams is retired. Um, that that was a position that was fairly deep aside mm-hmm. from the Mac position. There really was nobody who could back up Devin Bush. But um, the depth there is a little questionable. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Depth at outside linebacker is better, obviously, with Ingram in play. Um mm-hmm. It'll give Quincy Roche a chance to to develop as a player, play some special teams this year. Um, uh, I think the defensive line is basically set. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you're probably looking at a battle for the fifth and sixth fifth and linemen. Six spots. Yeah, you know, with Isaiah Bugs, Carlos Davis, Henry Mondo, and Isaiah Loudermilk. Um, hopefully, hopefully duking it out and and pushing each other to get better. Uh, but the starters are definitely set, and I expect Chris Wernley to make the team. And I'm not a huge fan, but I expect him to, to use to make the team based on the way he was used. Very similar boat uh, with Wormley, but I will give him this little bit of a benefit here because he, he did kind of come forward in the offseason and say that he was surprised he'd been traded. He was struggling with the trade. He he just never quite got his feet underneath him. So I, I'm going to maybe just say, okay, uh, I'll, I'll give you that last year, but now I need to see something this year. Um, for well, they sure. resigned him, so they saw they, they enough. Did. Right, right. And, and that's maybe they're hoping and, and uh, looking for the same types of things that, that I am. Um, they it, apparently it, like Rashad Coward at guard. Okay. Um, at least enough at this point that they want to see what he can do with the starters. He's running with the ones, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's kind of cool. I think um, that's encouraging from my standpoint anyway, because you've got Finney and Hassenauer that are absolutely more experienced. Sure. Um, especially within this system. It's not as though Coward is a, a rookie. You know, he had some starting experience in mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been around for a little bit. I think he's a fourth year pro. That um, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, obviously they, they feel pretty comfortable there. Um, Kendrick green. I don't know if he's going to be the starter or not. Um, you know, right now he's running with the ones mm-hmm. He's not listed as a starter. Hassenauer is 
Right. But he's he's running with the ones, and I think that's primarily to help him convert to center, call out the protections, make his yeah. mistakes now in practice versus the Steelers' defense, rather than and making it, them, you know, when the games count. Right. And Tomlin made the comment this week. He says, well, somebody asked him, you know, you've got him running with the ones, but you don't have him there in the depth chart. And and Tomlin gave a very appropriate answer. He said, well, we expect him to play most of the game, uh, you know, in Canton. Um, and so we're going to run him up there and get him as much, you know, action right now as we can. So he's prepared. So I, I understand that, that line of thinking totally. Um, it, it does worry me a wee bit that, Yesterday, when they went into pads for the first time, you you did not have um, uh, you had no Kevin Dotson and both tackles, a quarter four and Banner were were not participating either. Nothing major, no no major things. Just right. sounds like we're just going to keep them out, um, you know. And I ha, has Banner been given the full go um, since his ACL injury is because he cause says he, was, he has. That's what I thought. So I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Think he has though at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's a rookie, and I don't want people to read too much into it. It's early in his first training camp in the NFL, but supposedly Dan Moore, who's the Steelers' fourth round pick, is just yeah. getting abused, just absolutely getting abused out there right now. And, and, and he was—he's a kid out of A and M, and he—he was an interesting pick considering the direction that the Steelers wanted to go offensively, or at least offensive line um, getting more aggressive and so on. Cause he's kind of a finesse guy, right? He's absolutely a finesse guy. He's, he's a ZBS uh, left tackle finesse, mm-hmm. fast, quick, get in the way, ride the guy outside kind of a tackle. And he's just, I don't know if you don't, if finesse isn't enough, and in early on it probably isn't going to be, then you got to be able to compensate for that with power. And I don't think he's got that yet. Right. Little light in the seat. So. Yeah, and he's not the first guy that's come along that's been like that. But nah, um, nah. you know, uh, you you definitely hope, I guess, for more. Maybe a good way of saying it. Yeah. I mean, um, I just call the guy who's three hundred and fifteen pounds a little light in the seat. But you know. I, <laughs> He's also six five. It's just kind of the way he's built, and yeah, you know, he's just not a very powerful guy, apparently. At least, at least at that level, right? By comparison right. to his peers, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just a quick reminder: you are listening to the uh, SCB Steelers podcast, presented by Deck Roofing, serving Broward in the Southern Palm Beach counties of Florida. Whether it's commercial, residential multi-family or condos contact deck roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. spoke to uh, john deck by the way this week uh doing well and uh very busy hasn't gotten any hurricanes yet which usually makes the pocketbook grow significantly but he's doing just fine yes Beck, yeah, go ahead. i'm sure he's not hurting yeah he's doing uh i i would be remiss if i did not mention the fact that presley harvin apparently has very very impressive punts Okay. Great hang time, like close to five seconds and and really good length. Basically, everybody's just saying, yeah, this kid's got a cannon for a leg. So everybody who bitched about them drafting a punter, shut up. We've had <laughs> Jordan Berry for the last how many years? And how bad is it every single November, December, and January when you, you're like, 
He's going to have one that's going to be a 30 yard punt. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Well, look, you know, obviously we all were a little uh, dazed and confused when they took a long snapper a few years back in the draft. I had absolutely no problem with them taking a punter. I had a punter uh, going to them in the sixth or seventh round. Uh, in my mock draft, it wasn't Harvin, but um, I really believed that's where they were going to go. We knew Danny Smith had been busy. The scouts had been busy. Um, you know, and, and if Harvin can just, you know, obviously be consistent, but also can he drop the ball into those tight spaces sometimes where he needs to as well, then to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. You go with this young man and, and finally say uh, uh, so long to the Aussie, uh, Jordan Berry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me, let me ask you this question. Uh, and, and, it, and it really, I don't think you can answer it because there, there's really no way to validate it. Alex Highsmith reportedly having a really good camp so far. And again, it's very young yep. in the camp. Yep. Do, do you think there's a little added motivation there because Melvin Ingram's there now? Uh, no, I, I don't. Um, I know. You know, people have said that, that mm-hmm. it's better that he's performing well because he's got competition. I think he's just coming in and he's still he's still in a position where he's not yet established. Mm-hmm. He's not entrenched as a starter. And I don't think he's I think he's acting like he's not entrenched as a starter. He's still working right. like he's got to bust his ass. And let's face it, he he works in the same unit with TJ Watt, who absolutely busts his ever loving ass. Yeah. Day Every in and day way. out. Yep. So he's got that example as well. So I, you know, my my feeling is that no, he's just working hard because he's working hard because he wants to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me uh, switch back over to offense here. Um, Haskins has has been getting some reps as the third guy. Uh, he got a couple reps in the seven shots yesterday, which is is what the Steelers do. Uh, they put the ball on the two-yard line. Offense gets seven shots to score on the defense. Um, I don't particularly, at least not yet, I don't look at this and say, oh, well, they've clearly got Haskins marked as the third guy. Dobbs, you're screwed. I look at it right now as let's see what we got. We already know what we got with Josh Dobbs. Is that fair? I think so. Uh, you know, I think they want Haskins to be successful and they're going to yeah. they're going to give him an opportunity to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to this point, it doesn't sound like he really has a full grasp of the offense. Like some of the decisions he's making are a little spotty. Um obviously he has the physical ability, he's got the mm-hmm. arm. Mm-hmm. But if you don't if you don't make good decisions, it doesn't matter if you can throw the ball through a wall doesn't make any difference you could be Brett Favre but if you're making bad decisions you're making bad decisions and you're not going to be successful yeah so you know let's um let's root for that guy to to get it all figured out the light bulb to go off in his head and and for things to work out yeah absolutely it's I mean to to me it's I'm not rooting for one or the other I, I mean I think it would be great if he becomes the three um I, I guess partially because I know Josh Dobbs is an incredibly bright young man and he's got a great future outside of football, as as Coach Noel used to say, when when he goes on with his life's work, it's going to be something really spectacular. Um, whereas Dwayne Haskins, I, I don't know. 
I don't know what what life after football is like for him. So I I really do hope that he gets the most out of uh, his football life that he can. And the Steelers have given him a shot at it, and I hope he takes advantage of it. You no, know, I mean been, honestly, you know, a guy like that could go back to Columbus and probably have a have a career mm-hmm. doing something. Sure, or, or go back to school. If well, if he didn't if he didn't finish, yeah, and I don't know if he's got his degree to. or not, but he he's got a lot of options. So it's not like this guy is going to be hurting for oh no, you know, people that are loyal to him and will give him opportunities as a result. Right, right. Um, what was I? One the other thing I was going to ask you here. We talked about that and that and that. And there's a couple other things here. I'm just looking at my uh, my my notes here a little bit. Um, running back situation. Um, a lot of nice words about Kalen Balaj. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I saw, uh, Mark Cabali of the athletic put out his 53 man roster projection. He's actually got Jalen Samuels making it. I don't see that at all. Um, uh, I, I think, why might he, I think that, um, Cabali, I agree with you. I don't think he will make it, but I, I, you know, I hope he does because yeah, oh yeah. His rookie year, I thought he was really gonna be a nice little mm-hmm. special weapon they could roll out in you know on third downs and right a guy who would make some things happen. But since then he's kind of disappointed. And I, I think that Kabali is looking at it from the standpoint that the offense changing to one that is going to involve more short passing with the running backs mm-hmm. will work to Samuel's benefit. Um, and he's, you know, he's been a decent receiver. Right. Um, but he still can't block to save his life, which is no. a problem. Um, he's still not a very good running back, pure running back, which is a problem. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think he probably will. Um, the thing, the, the knock on Ballage his whole career has been that he's impressive in practice, but he can't do anything in games. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of taking it with a grain of salt. Um, sure. Anthony McFarland apparently has, has improved a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, people are saying good things. Um, I think he's one of those guys who will benefit from a true training camp and yes. a preseason that he can, that he can perform in. And that, that experience will help him, become better as a running back and he, he's uh, working in that same offense that he was in in college a little bit too yeah and you know. then you have benny snell who you know he's to me he's a, an inside zone guy who also runs power and that's it mm-hmm. um he doesn't have long speed he's not really going to make anybody miss um he can break tackles because he's strong yep but he's not really a very dynamic back. Um, there, there's been rampant speculation by people on Twitter. Oh, sure. That yes. he could be traded. Yeah. Um, if it were me, rather than cutting him, I would trade him. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you know you're parting ways, then see if yeah, you can get a sixth or get, a seventh. Get something for him, and and get yeah. it. You know, during the middle of the of the preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, you got two weeks left where he can get his feet wet get a new start someplace like San Francisco or, you know, LA, one of those two and, and give him a shot at 
becoming a contributor someplace else. And yeah. maybe you get a sixth round pick out of it. That's all you're going to get, but you get something. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. And and speaking of, of things like that, you know, there's a lot of speculation based on how the Steelers have done some of these contracts recently, Melvin Ingram, uh, as an example with avoidable years, I think they've done that with five or six guys now. Yeah. Half a dozen um, guys now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, people are speculating they're doing that. So they've got the money there to, to get what, you know, the big, uh, the big new contract, I I wonder if it's not more about having money to bring one or two other people in. Yeah, they don't um, need cap space to do Watts deal. They right. can they can use cap space if they yeah. want on Watts deal, mm-hmm. but they don't need it. People need to get that through their heads. Yeah. I mean, basically, all they've got to do is pay Watt the minimum this year, which is close to a million dollars, and then whatever his signing bonus is divided by five. And boom, you you know, you've got what his cap hit is going to be. So if he's got a $50 million signing bonus, which it won't be that high, but if he did, that'd be $10 million in in, um, in bonus proration that counted yeah. this year, plus the minimum, which is another million. So his cap hit would be $11 million. Now, there are other ways they can go about it, you know, manipulating the money if they want more to count this year and less next, right. so on and so forth. Um, but they can also carry over whatever – cap space they don't use this year into next season so they've got a lot of flexibility they don't need to worry about trying to make space to make what mm-hmm. fit uh, as far as speculation as far as them bringing someone else in it maybe i don't know who's out there that's worth a damn at this point um right th- th- you know that- free agency is pretty slim pickings by the time really you get to july and over. august yep Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't know if it's thinking that they need to have money uh, if they do a trade or something. I, I, I don't know. Um, because, yeah, there's free agency wise. It's it's pretty picked over. Uh, it's it's like a grocery store right before a hurricane hits. You're not going to find much on the shelf, um, to say the least. Uh, since we're talking financials a little bit here and, and we've mentioned this before on this podcast, a lot of people talk all the time about how much salary cap space the Steelers are going to have in 2022. And, of course, that has led to, oh, well, let's have Ben retire and we'll get Aaron Rodgers next year. Um, ben, what what is the problem with that way of thinking uh, with all this money we have? Uh, we don't have very many guys signed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you and- want a roster of like 38 guys, okay, fine. Sure. Well, it isn't just that. It's they don't have guys signed at key positions. We don't have a starting quarterback. No. We don't have a left tackle. Nope. Uh, you know, <laughs> we we don't have a right guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just going through this is just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it's comical. Uh, we do have two starting inside linebackers, provided that Spillane, yeah, is still worthy of being a starter next year um we don't have joe hayden beyond this season no for example and at 33 Um, i doubt he's back anyway i mean maybe maybe not we also have to sign um minka fitzpatrick to the big new contract next summer Mm -hmm. you know on Mm -hmm. top of of the fact that tj watts money next year isn't even figured into the salary cap 
He's not signed right. next year. These nope. are massive contracts. Yep. Massive. Um, Eric Ebron is a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have they have a you know a pretty good tight end there, but they don't have anybody behind him. They don't have any depth. No. Um, running back, you know, I imagine they'll probably draft another one next year. Um, but yeah, you get all these question marks at all these positions, and yeah, you get a lot of cap flexibility next year, but you don't have that much. It's not no. crazy. No, and besides, and, and... look at their track record. They don't, they don't pay outside free agents. They never have. No. No. They just, they just don't. No, I mean, look at this Malik Hooker deal this year. He got a one-year deal with Dallas, you know, and mm-hmm. I, it's still not public what that deal was, but it's, he got a one-year deal with Dallas. It can't be for a lot of money, and no. they couldn't talk him into coming in. Nope. They just don't sign. They don't sign outside free agents to really big contracts. No, don't. Not it's not how they operate, and it hasn't been for uh, well since free agency came into the game. Uh, early, early, well, early eighties, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it's just something that needed to be said because I, I see people uh, uh, delusions of grandeur with all these people we're going to sign. Don't forget Juju Smith Schuster. Schuster is also yeah. Uh, Juju is also a free deal. agent. You know, um, yeah. and, and if nobody, you know, I think Claypool will be fine, but if Deontay Johnson continues to struggle, then all of a sudden you go from a position of great depth and talent to, well, maybe not so much anymore, you know? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions for next year and obviously we'll address a lot more of those, uh, during the right time for that, because we still got a whole year ahead of us right now. Um, any, uh, final, final thoughts here, Ben, before I wrap things up? No, no, not really. I, I, I'm just excited. You know, a week from today, we, we finally have uh, football. Uh, and and granted, it's fake football. Yes. But it's football, man. And even preseason football is better than baseball. And, and, and there's fans in the stands, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that too. Yeah. That's that's nice. Let's hope it stays yeah. that way. Oh, I, I, uh, I tend to wonder, I you do know, too. what's going to happen there. I do too, and I, I'm I'm not going to turn this show political by any stretch of the imagination. Nope. But I really hope we don't lose uh, the opportunities to uh, go to games because we have to go back in lockdowns and masks and all that crap. Um, but I'll, I'll just leave things at there, right there. Um, anyway, we will uh, probably come to you uh, a little later next week because the Hall of Fame game is on Thursday, and we would like to uh, enjoy that, be able to. Soak it in, soak it up, whatever, and um, uh, then have uh, all of our thoughts on who played well, who didn't, and everything else. So uh, either way, we will return. But uh, thank you to uh, Steelers Hall of Famer Rick Holman for joining us tonight for about the first 20 minutes or so. Um, Gave us his insights on what he's been seeing first couple days of uh, camp there at Heinz Field. And, um, And thanks, as always, to our sponsor, deck roofing out of south florida and uh for ben and for ian who's playing board games and getting drunk with friends right now this is steel dad signing off on the scb steelers podcast and hey go steelers ravens suck